hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello, club. I know I didn't ever get this no. intro right. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Lonely, drunk. Boy. We're not even drunk. Do we need to do this again? Yeah. Third okay. time's charm. Yep, here we go. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Olivia. Welcome to Drunk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely, drunk bookcasters. <laughs> cheers. Let's cheers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about it? Do it. Can I you did notes. notes again. Yes. I told you I got all those little baby notes. Oh, I need to go get them. I just like read it so quickly. I wasn't even thinking about it. I took a lot of notes, but in all honesty, most of them are like "lol" <laughs> or like "damn, that shit's stressful." <laughs> Nice. So that's like most of my notes. <laughs> Super helpful. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, okay. So what did we read? We read modern romance, not modern love or bad romance, modern <laughs> romance by Aziz Ansari. Yay. Yay. Um. So you want to give like kind of a quick synopsis yeah as much um, as that can be done so in this book aziz looks through um all the different aspects of modern romance online dating um dating cultures mm-hmm. um and it's actually quite analytical and he brings in a lot of data mm-hmm. and talks to a lot of people um and just tries to dive into it as much as possible while still being quite humorous quite Quite. <laughs> Quite humorous. And he wrote it with, or like, what does it say? Yeah, with Eric Kleinenberg, sociologist from NYU. Um, something that is funny is that, or I don't know if it's funny, but something that I noted before I started reading it was that I had heard an episode of This American Life mm-hmm. where he was kind of like gearing up for the book being released. So mm-hmm. I think it was like originally, um, it aired a section of some standup that he did from probably 2014 or 2015 before the book came out. Mm-hmm. And then just last weekend, This American Life replayed that episode. Right. So it was amazing. perfect timing. That's awesome. Well, and I had just rewatched Master of None for mm-hmm. the fourth time. Whoa. Um, and after watching that and reading this book, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many storylines in that show that come from this book. Yeah. Well, um, I was like on the Aziz train a couple days ago and I watched one of his stand-ups on Netflix and there are definitely quite yeah. a few sections that ended up in this book too. Totally. Um, and so the other thing actually speaking of podcasts and people in this book, what was that guy towards the end? Mm-hmm. Something Savage. Dan Savage. Dan Savage. I forgot until I was reading this book and I don't even remember where I heard him, but he was on a podcast that I was listening to talking about these same ideas. Oh. Well, he has his own podcast. Right. I know that, but I think he was on, like, something that you wouldn't think of, like Reply All or something. Oh, that... I mean, he's, like, very famous. I know that there was another This American Life, I think it was This American Life, where Lindy West was talking about, um... 
It wasn't the one where she was talking about her troll. It was a different episode where she was talking. Maybe it wasn't the story American Life. Anyways, she was talking about being fat and, um, like, basically being a woman who says, I am fat, and kind of just talking about, like, her experience and, you know, yeah. how writing about fatness um, has yeah. had an effect on her. But she was talking about how back when she worked in Seattle at the the newspaper that Dan Savage was the editor of, um, he, like, went on this, like, war against obesity, and she, like, confronted him and was like, hey, you realize when you're writing all this, you're writing about me. So that was my most recent podcast yeah. mention of Dan Savage that I, I was thinking about when I was reading this. Not totally, yeah. like, related to romance, obviously, but just, you know, hey, right. dude. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny, because I really don't... What, wait, what did you say her name was? Lindy West. She used to be a writer for Jezebel. Okay, who was I thinking of? Never mind. I was going on a completely separate tangent. <laughs> sorry. It's all good. But you should be sorry. Was... Oh, yeah. No, it was on Death, Sex, and Money. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was on Death, Sex, and Money. That one's not, like, Anyways. on heavy rotation for me. Should I be, should it be on my it's list? I really like it. She taught, like, she, inter- it's really heavy. Okay. For me, it's similar to, um... What's that really depressing podcast? Story core. Oh like, god. Not quite as depressing. Yeah. But um like you know, they talk about real issues and like parents, you know, struggles with their kids with needs and uh-huh. like you know, wishing that they hadn't had kids and Ooh. stuff like that. Man. And so it can be super heavy. But a lot of them are like within the thirty minute range. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit less, so they're easy to listen to, like, on our commute. That's good. I really recommend this. And it's hosted by a woman? What? And you said it's hosted by a woman? Yeah, it's by... I should know her name. (laughs) It's okay. I was just curious. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to look it up real quick. Not that I only Uh, want to listen to podcasts by women, but it's just, like, I like to keep it on my radar. Exactly. It's important. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Anna Sale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, thinking yeah. of saying, like, with Anna Sale, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, somebody talking <laughs> yeah. about the podcast. Um, yeah. This is... Um, she's... It's a good podcast. Tangential to, like, anything modern romance related, but but connected to what we're talking about. Did you hear about that one article, or I guess it was a listicle, about, like, top podcasters, and it was, like, all men except for, like, two people? Like yes. Sarah Koenig, and I can't remember who else. Yes, I remember that. And then didn't there was like a rebuttal of like mm-hmm. top women podcasters, and then someone else came back with like just a list of top podcasters. It was a like equal mix of men and women. Yes. Or something. Hearing about that turned me on to this newsletter. Um, I don't know if you get it too, or if you've heard of it, but um, it's called Adolescence is a Marketing Tool. It's a podcast newsletter. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's super cool because she, like, talks about shit that's happening in the podcast world. Cool. Awesome. Anyways. Oof. Tangent over. to Aziz. Aziz. Um, I loved this book. Me too. I was laughing. <laughs> it was interesting. I was, like, you know, it was a page turner, as mm-hmm. they say. Um, a lot of these facts were fascinating totally a lot of it there 
to be fair, a lot of it was like, yeah, okay, duh, that kind of made sense. But <laughs> a lot of it was fascinating. Um, I really liked it. I felt like... What were you I mean, I've, I think I've said this to a few people in my, like, life life when I was, when they're like, what are you reading right now? And I'm like, oh, I'm reading Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari. And, like, I think most people's responses are like, oh, like, cool, he's so funny. And that was kind of my first response, too, when I heard about the book. But then once I heard about the fact that it's not, like, a memoir, it's, like, it's really, like, fully exploring all of these data yeah. I was like, yay, like nerd time. Love it. Like I want statistics and I want to hear some data analysis. And like yeah. I was so into it because it's kind of like I felt like it was it was like you're hanging out with somebody who's explaining this data these data to you in like a fun and interesting way. It's like totally. hanging with Aziz and he's telling you about this <laughs> research and you're like, ha ha ha, ha Aziz. Like my dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, right? No, totally. Um, it And there was parts of it that actually made it feel even more like that to me, which the only part that kind of bothered me was mm-hmm. I felt like it got a little bit repetitive sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, when I was learning to write a paper, I remember, I think it was, like, the five-page paper when I was learning to write that. Uh-huh. Teacher in high school told me that you want to tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you already told them. Mm-hmm that was how you're supposed to, like, write these papers. And I felt like that model was very strictly followed in some <laughs> sections. Yeah. Where he was like, I'm going to tell you about life in Japan. And uh-huh. then I'd be like, this is life in Japan. Here's what I told you about life in Japan. You know, yeah. like, not necessarily in that section, but there was a few different pieces where I was like, okay, yep, got it. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> um, but even then, I didn't mind that at all. It It, it just, like enhanced that feeling of talking with a friend about this totally well yeah i mean it also made me just kind of want to know like it kind of made me want to know like what the planning process was because obviously when you have like a big amalgamation of research Mm -hmm. you want to figure out okay how can i present this in like a digestible manner. And I think yeah. that they did a good job of that. When when I say yeah. they, it's kind of like I don't know like to what extent each person's input was. Um right. so like I, I don't know how to refer to the author. But anyways, I think that the book, we'll just say the book does a good job of sort of breaking up a lot of information and I like the way that it starts with searching and then the ask and then online dating. And then it kind right. of opens up to set to to focus on like choice and options. So this is a realm, right. or these are more detailed elements. And then okay, now let's look at a more global approach. We'll look at internationally, and then we'll look at um, you know issues that have always existed, but now exist in a different form in terms of mm-hmm. cheating and whatnot. And then finally, like you've reached the arc, the end of the arc, I guess, and settling down and what that means. So I yeah. I felt like. Um, they did a nice job of kind of presenting all the information in a digestible way, and it kind of follows a narrative arc to a certain extent. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and actually, that, I was thinking about it when I reached the end of the book, kind of like her complaints about the last book, mm-hmm. and how the end of it, where she's talking about her life settled down, mm-hmm. didn't really fit yeah. um, with the rest of the storyline. But in here... 
in that section and him specifically talking about his relationship and how it's worked for him, it mm-hmm. fit really well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he interjected his own storyline just enough throughout the rest of the book mm-hmm. that we got to know what we wanted to know about it. Um, Although now I'm in a... I don't know the name of his girlfriend, and now I'm going to look it up. They're not together anymore. <gasps> no! Yeah. They broke up, like, a while ago. Oh, really? Did yeah, you already like, know this because you're a stalker? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, because I want him to be my boyfriend, so I already knew oh, this information. Corny McBroom. Oh, they were cute. Yeah. Oh, but it, like... Gave this whole their lens to reading the book, like knowing that they weren't going to be together. Oh dang! See, I didn't have that experience. Oh yeah, it was interesting. Oh, especially the part where he's talking about the different romance levels. What is it? The oh, passionate, passionate and companionate. And... Yes, um, and I was like, oh, you're not going to make it much past that passion section. <laughs> I knew Cold. it. Cold. <laughs> no, but, like, it's just, like, because I already knew that they were broken up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so, like, sad to read. Not gonna make it. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. But the other thing I really liked is that in the beginning, he made it very clear that this was going to be focused on primarily heterosexual relationships. Totally. Because they didn't have, like, the time and resources and book length to write about you know every type of relationship that's out there I think it was very fair or it was very um I don't know responsible to put that mm-hmm. in the beginning because that definitely would have been a question I had I think totally like, why is this all heterosexual and also class-wise he brought up right and it's all middle class yeah I do appreciate that although I do have to say that then it just made me ask like okay who's writing that book because I want to read that one now right totally yeah like, um, somebody has to step up and, you know, like, take, I don't know, take on the mantle or whatever. Yeah. I also think he did a good job of discussing women's rights issues mm-hmm. in the book without necessarily speaking for women. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I also felt like there were many points at which he was pointing out what should hopefully be, at this point, the obvious sort of conclusion, which is that a lot of the dating norms and expectations that we've moved on from have changed as a direct result of, you know, more freedom and liberation of women in American society in particular. Well, even there was, which part was it? Even at the end, I think, and he was like, you know, things have really changed for men, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, for women, things have totally changed. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you have all these options. And then he's like, but not saying that this is, that all the problems are solved. And not saying yeah. that if you choose to go work, that you're a bad woman. And not saying that if you choose to stay home, that you're also not, like, fulfilling. Yeah, he did mention that. I thought it was good. And I also thought that, like, there were a few times where he was talking about the way that women are treated. And how, like, the difficulty of being open, being in open relationships or being open to discussing the topic of cheating mm-hmm. um, and how that's still something that can be very negative for women because right. typically it's the man that's just allowed this opportunity. Totally. Um, yeah, he mentioned that in the Argentina section in particular. Yeah. Ugh, I can't find it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
I do have to say that there were some points at which I felt like he wrote stuff that was like on the edge of shamey and I know that it was kind of more like meant to be humorous asides but like for instance I'm just putting out this one because it was like one of the last ones that I noticed um and he's talking it's in that last section where he kind of summarizes all of the findings into like here's the digestible lessons that you can take away um the section yeah. that was titled when I or the conclusion just the conclusion um so okay, he's yeah. talking about how like when we use or when we talk to people through tech devices make sure that you're still remembering that they're people and he brings up the point yeah. of like would you go up to a woman at a bar and say hey 10 times until she responded to you or would you go up to a woman and like beg her to show you her boobs um and then he says even if you're just looking for a casual hookup do you really think this will work and if so do you really want to bone someone who responds to this like there are points at which he was like do you really want to hang out with the people who hang out at the bar at four do you really want to have sex with the woman who shows you her boobs and, like, I get I that it was, like, a humorous aside, but I do feel like at some points there was the slight shaminess, and I was like, Rah. I don't know. <laughs> I think because, like, I love Aziz so much. I think <laughs> his comedy is really funny. And, like, all, you know, I loved this book. I actually sat with that one particular that you're talking about, do you really want to bone someone who responds to this? I sat there and thought about all the other things that that could have meant. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, yeah, if you sat there and walked up to someone, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, and they, like, that worked and you ended up, like, sleeping with them, they're probably going to be a really annoying person that's also <laughs> like, hey, 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 the whole time. Like, I tried to come up with, like, any other option because <laughs> um, my first reaction was like, ooh, like, <laughs> I don't like the way that you're phrasing this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there were a few sections where... Um, and even with the 4 a.m. thing, too, I was like, well, he just means because, you know, you want to settle down, and if someone's <laughs> partying till 4 a.m., they're probably not looking to settle down, and... Yeah, I was trying to, like... <laughs> defend every reason which is stupid but, um, I love that you were like sitting there thinking this all in your head like ready <laughs> you're just ready <laughs> um, but yeah it's because I had those same thoughts though where I was yeah. like oh why did you have to say that like it was very shamey yeah but at the same time it's like you're saying stuff that is very you know thoughtful and yeah I appreciate that too so it's kind of funny to like have both of those happening sometimes like in close proximity in the book yeah. <laughs> totally but yeah but one thing that I really did enjoy talking about like the way that he talked about people in general and maybe talking about the differences between the sexes is like when he brought in his own experiences I think that he was I think that he was really reflective and thoughtful um he didn't bring in his own experiences that often like you mentioned he talked about his own like whatever happened with his girlfriend a few times he brought up his dad and so yeah. I thought that was really interesting yeah. for him to kind of reflect on how he fits in the picture and I don't think that he necessarily at all points kind of I don't know, positioned himself as the person getting it right. And that was, I appreciate right. that. Yeah. I thought that was really great. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he also made a big point of saying, like, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all trying to figure out what this means and 
um, I thought it was interesting too to like when they were interviewing the older generations to look back and say like, yeah most of this is like really messed up and like yeah I wouldn't have been that lucky then because mm-hmm. I have like a darker skin color but like there's a part of it where it does sound a lot easier to not have every option in the world which is like a reoccurring theme throughout the book but yeah um, just him talking about it in a way that it's all of us learning together, we're all kind of learning to deal with these options and what that can mean and the messes that it can bring together. Yeah, um, yeah it was good. Yeah, I really, I really liked the section on his focus group with the older folks. I thought that was really interesting. I would probably read a whole book about that. Yeah. That was really interesting to me. Um, oh, yeah. I could have read this book, like, you could have taken each chapter of this book and made it a book, and I would have read it. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, I also really liked, I don't know, I felt like the integration of resources was pretty seamless, um, and then you go to the back, and here you have, like, notes that include all of the sources, right? which I, I don't know, not that I'm necessarily going to go back and seek out those resources and read where, you know, the entire book right. or the entire article that the information came from, but I totally appreciate that they took the research angle of this really seriously. Totally. It's not just Aziz commenting on modern romance and kind of expanding his stand-up, but it's like... Here's the research. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see this until just now. One of them was written by Anne Friedman. Oh, for real? Yes. Which one? Um, 14 in oh. Chapter 3, oh, sure. How Tinder Solved Online Dating for Women. I do see that. Oh, I wanted to ask you, as somebody who is like a new tinder user and i don't use tinder but i've like definitely you know how he was describing how when it first came out and everybody's like let's go on tinder with our friends at a group setting like that i've like have done that so many times but yeah (laughs) what did you think about that section um (sighs) (laughs) honestly this book just got me to delete everything That's hilarious. So, yeah, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> That's what I decided. Well, what did you think about his, and this is based on one of the researchers, um, something that another researcher said, but his premise that online dating shouldn't be called online dating, it should be called online introductions. I think that's smart. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that was smart. Because it's not online dating. You're not dating online. It's mm-hmm. not your online, your internet boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone you end up dating in real life. Um, hopefully. So, yeah. Right, hopefully. I thought that was smart. And that's usually, like, what it ends up being, I guess, right? Like, as he said, and what, from what I've experienced, like, through other people or from, like, years ago, is that, like, you talk to someone on there for a little bit and then you meet up with them and that's when you decide whether or not it's going to work or not. Um, right. So, yeah, I think online introductions is, is a good, good thing. Yeah. Um, it was funny, though, like, reading all of his examples and then, like, looking into my OkCupid, okay, like, message <laughs> box. All of them unanswered. Like, <laughs> there's one that's just like, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Like, four of them. <laughs> same person 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to like reopen the account and put this book there and be like, everyone should just read this. So that doesn't work. Do do you, do you think that means that that person like forgot that he messaged you and like tried to re-message you like again? I don't know. Cause that, I I can, it looks like a text message feed. Oh, that's funny. Cause that reminds me of that one guy who was saying that he just sends out like a mass thing to everybody. Right. And it's like, hopefully something will stick. Or that example that was kind of, oh, what was it? It was like the perfect example. Um, And it was kind of a little bit, you know, it had a bunch of different topics. But the idea was like, somebody will connect to one element of it. (laughs) Oh, here it is on page 106. I'm a smoker too. I picked it up when backpacking in May. It used to be a drinking thing, but now I wake up and fuck, I want a cigarette. I sometimes wish that I worked in a madman office. Have you seen the Le Corbusier exhibit at MoMA? It sounds pretty interesting. I just saw a Frank Gehry spelling display last week in Montreal and how he used computer modeling to design a crazy house in Ohio. And that's, like, supposed to be the perfect, like, mask because somebody's going to react to those, you know, like, those three things, like smoking, MoMA. the women did. Yes, I know. (laughs) Ugh. It's so funny. So I'm wondering... I don't know about that. I mean, it it doesn't seem like a mass message, so... Yeah. Good for that guy, I guess. So he just looks through anybody with cigarettes in their profile. I also thought the whole section on, like, the photos was amazing. Which which photos? Like, right before that. I think the last is 105. Oh, the optimal profile? Yeah. Yes. And then also, um... So based on these data, the answers are clear. If you're a woman, take a high-angle selfie with cleavage while you're underwater near some buried treasure. <laughs> if you're a guy, take a shot of yourself holding your puppy while you're both spelunking. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Spelunking? Yeah. Um, I thought that was really funny. Those were. I Yeah, I liked, I liked the interjection of humor and the photos yeah. and the graphs. It was all good. Yeah. Oh, I think my favorite section, honestly, was about the um, video dating and um, and singles ads because, like, that's clearly before our time. Like, we were never of an age where we put out singles ads, but I do remember being a kid and reading, like, you know, the Alternative Weekly or, you know, whatever the newspaper was that had those in the back. I remember reading yeah. them and being like, this is so weird. <laughs> No, I do remember that. But it's, yeah, the section was really funny. Like, there's, Um, if you go on page 73, it's where he has that screenshot, or not a screenshot, oh God. It's where he has that picture of the the ads. Yeah, of the ads. And, God, the third one down on the left, the sincere white female. Oh, yeah. She says that she, like, enjoys VCR movies and pets. (laughs) And she says, but then, so that made me laugh, but then she's also, like, super open. She's like, any height, weight, color, or handicap, welcome. And I was like, dang, she's like, bring it on. (laughs) For anything. (laughs) Yeah, and VCR movies. (laughs) Like, that's not a genre. (laughs) Every movie can be a VCR movie. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and this is 94. This isn't like 2016 and you being like, you know, I'm really hip. I just like VCR movies. <laughs> like, this is 94 when like all movies were on VCR. The only options are VCR movies. 
Oh. Yeah, I love these. <laughs> they were good. Also, some of them were surprisingly young. I guess I thought it was for older folks. Right, I was just looking at the one that's, um, it's all good. <laughs> Hourglass shape, single black female, 19. Oh my god, you're right. So young. Enjoy dancing, going to clubs, movies, hanging out, and listening to rap and R&B. Looking for a single mate, 19 to 25, has the same interests. 19! Yeah, that's really young. Huh. Interesting. But I mean, I guess if you look at it the same way that we look at online dating, there's 19-year-olds. That's online. true. That's true. I think just because we were never of an age to use this form, like, for yeah. me at least, I always consider it something that older folks would do. Totally. Yeah, so did I. That's um, so funny. Right. And the video message. Yes. The, the screen, or the image of that, and underneath it, Hi, my name's Mike, and if you're <laughs> sitting there watching this tape smoking a cigarette, well, hit the fast-forward button, because I don't smoke, and I don't like people who smoke. <laughs> Also, I just love the idea of, like, getting this VHS in the mail, and, like, it just has all of these personals ads, and it's, like, I don't think you have, do you have to mail it back? Is it yours to keep? Do you just, like, have all these people on VHS oh, forever? Amazing. I wonder how many people in this world just own endless tapes of VH, or any endless VHSs of singles. Well, what he said is you can go on YouTube. I haven't gone on YouTube oh, yet. I haven't gone yet, but yeah needs to happen i think yeah i just i really liked the book i would definitely pass it on to people totally um yeah i would definitely pass this on i think i will go through the notes and um the books consulted and uh possibly pick some up i thought it was interesting wait oh oh like read some of the the reference yeah Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it all looks like good stuff. Some TED Talks, some mm-hmm. Journal of Marriage and the Family <laughs> articles. Definitely reading the Anne Friedman one. I'm definitely reading the National Health Statistic Report. <laughs> <laughs> Wired Magazine. Yeah, so two out of two of us would recommend this book. Four thumbs up. Yay. <laughs> I'm trying to look through my notes and see if there's, like, any last comments that I just really wanted to say or really That's wanted to note. trying to work through today, and it was just like, you know, honestly, I just liked the book. It yeah. was funny. I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, there was only a couple places that I had issue with, and... Yeah. I was like, this is probably going to be a short podcast, because... I know. I have a ton to say. Although it's so funny, because, like... I obviously have been in a relationship for approximately approximately one million years, <laughs> and roughly one. <laughs> roughly one million, and like I've been in a relationship with somebody that I knew like since I was fourteen years old, right. or somebody I've known. I didn't just I knew him back then, but I don't <laughs> know him now. No, it's somebody that I've known since I was fourteen years old, right. and I have been dating since I was. 18 years old so it's like I do not fit any of these statistics like I personally do not fit within like you fit within the old people I know exactly that was my thought I was like oh my god oh yes I relate (laughs) you lived in my neighborhood (laughs) yes oh my god young Michael (laughs) so 
that was kind of weird to me. Um, or not weird, I guess, but just kind of funny because it's like, this book was not written for me, but I still really, really, really enjoyed it. Right. That's good. So, yeah, Aziz, take that as a compliment. <laughs> Maybe Aziz can be on our podcast one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, cue our interview with Aziz. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. In, in our dreams. In your dreams, because apparently you watch his show, like, every night. <laughs> and Parks and Rec, too, I'm sure. Love it. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> Have you tweeted at him anymore? Uh, not in the last week or so. Watching your show again. Reading your book again. <laughs> Why aren't you tweeting back? Aziz. Aziz. Tweet at me. Tweet oh. at me. What is the next book that we're reading? Okay, so our next book is going to be Barbara the Slut and Other People by Lauren Holmes. Yay. Goodreads gives it a four. Almost a four. <laughs> Uh-oh. I just happen to be on the page right now. Whoa! <laughs> Man, that, that coffee liqueur. Woo! <laughs> Barbara the slut. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yay! Awesome. Uh, so if people want to check us out oh, yeah. online, they can go to drunkthebook.com. Mm-hmm. Where else? You can check us out on Instagram at drunkofthebook. True, and Twitter. At drunkwithabook. Mm-hmm. And our Gmail. And email us at drunkwithabook at gmail.com. Yeah. So we really, really, really would like book suggestions. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Send them our way. Anybody listening out there. Hey, on uh, SoundCloud, at least 15 people, like, at least started the episode. <laughs> that's awesome. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so I'm talking to you, SoundCloud <laughs> listener. Those 15 people. Um, We're also on iTunes. Person. Also on iTunes. Oh, also on iTunes now. That's right. So you can subscribe. Please subscribe. Yeah, no. I'm. Just, yeah, I said you can, but that was actually not true. It's not an option. You must. Beg. <laughs> I'm begging you. Please. We're so lonely. Are you trying to do Aziz's voice? No. Did it sound Aziz-like? Please. Wait, is that your Aziz voice? That's me being you being Aziz. It's too convoluted. Too many layers. That was more like my whiny baby voice. <laughs> Let's get reading. Reading. <laughs> <It worked. laughs> All right.